0: Hello and welcome to another episode. My name is Ross. I'm Craig. It's time to put the kettle on, because it's tea time. Mm. Um Righto in the news today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Nando's. They have vowed mm. to never use chlorinated chicken. That's right. Even if we do import chickens. Washing swimming into our supermarkets Nando's will not be adding chlorine to their perometer good to know
1: The perometer what's a
0: perometer a periometer is that, is that you know, thing like hot medium oh like low, chlorinated chlorinated thanks for making explain that joke um <laughs> I, sorry I didn't I didn't know it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> All the best jokes are so, so unfunny that they're undistinguishable from normal sentences. Is, right, anyway. Is, joke level, yeah, correct. Good. Um, next news item we have is uh, Boris getting back on his bike and encouraging all of us to do the same. Um, so aside mm-hmm. from the doctors now being able to prescribe cycling, that's right, they can prescribe cycling to the unjustifiably obese and the mendaciously aerobics. it is also includes a multi-million fund to make bike-friendly, low traffic areas known as Mini-Hollands, presumably without the red lights. Mini-Hollands? Mini-Hollands, yes. They're going to make little places where you it's just bikes everywhere, as in it's like Holland in that there are certain parts where if you walk on two feet, there's a high probability you're gonna get run over. So that's good. Um, yeah, lots of money basically being spent on making places more bike friendly mm. and doctors now um prescribe cycling as <laughs> just it is imagine it going to a doctor going yeah i I'm, i feel really lazy i can't be bothered to go out um everywhere takes too long um social distancing is a nightmare because you want to walk into the roads <laughs> oh, that's right my prescription for you sir is to cycle Problem solved. If
1: it if, feels if so demeaning. Listen up, you fat bitch. You <laughs> am <I'm> suckling.
0: <laughs> no. yeah, I, uh. I, I went, you've used um, and I won't repeat it, but it, started with fat and it referred to a dog afterwards, <laughs> whereas I was trying to be kind. Uh, and I, at least when I referred to them, I referred to it as the, what did I say? Um, the unjustifiably obese is what I said
1: unjustifiably obese like like there's a justifiable way to be yeah, obese. as in,
0: like you know as in not because of medical conditions or whatever some 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 actual genuine reason <laughs> for being obese exclude those the unjustifiably obese the ones that we used to call fat
1: getting get, get in the weeds Jim.
0: <laughs> not, anyway yeah. so yes
1: yeah, next week's uh next week's topic very hot on this
0: no, let's, let's not talk about that just now. Right, so uh, in the next, uh, hopefully, more safer article, um, Oliver Zipsy, uh, chairman of BMW, who took over in August last year uh, and was the one that worked on BMW's electric mini and seems to be a force of electrification, um, has this week announced that sustainability has now been embedded into their entire business model from manufacturing to administration and sales they have committed to reducing their manufacturing process emissions by 80 percent um they will launch five pure electric vehicles by the end of 2021 and additional models in the coming years resulting in a portfolio of 25 ev models by the end of 2023 what do you think about
1: that sounds pretty cool i haven't really heard much of bmw to be honest so it's nice to. Get in on this, I mean,
0: obviously they were quite early. Where they had the i eight, that weird looking blue or gold. Um, do you remember the the electric card they made? One of, it was kind of one of the first ones on the market. To be honest, high end, very old looking picture here. You sorry, you can't see it. Um, and then they had the i three, which was that weird boxy shaped small thing. None of these ringing a bell? No. No, okay. Well, they were quite early on, but then they didn't do anything after that. Um, and then they had a sort of like a 508E or something and the Mini in the last year. But again, yeah, no one's really heard much about them. Hmm. But anyway, so they seem to be going all in. However, although it sounds very good, what they've actually basically said is like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, seriously, we, we, we are serious. Yeah, yeah, we, We're we're all, we're all in now. Um, we're, we're selling new models. Well, we will be, you know, well, we're putting some into production. No, actually, I mean, launching, you know, we're, we're going to launch some next year, M- maybe a bit longer. Because that's the reality is that it sounds like a great announcement. We're going to have this by the end 21 and this by the end 23. Well, okay, but you haven't actually done it yet. You've just said that you will. And you have to be careful these days because that's, there's a lot of this going around with all the news that we seem to sort of give away each week because there's lots of people saying all this stuff, not an mm. awful lot of people doing stuff. Yes. I'm hopeful though Craig, I'm hopeful. Hopefully they are telling the truth. Hopefully they're going to do it. Uh, I have tried to watch him to see what, you know, who he is and that sort of thing. When he speaks English, he does sound like a, a hypnotherapist. So he's a bit difficult to listen to, but, um, I, I like Oliver. I like Oliver. He seems like a nice guy. Cool.
1: Uh, that's a nice segue into my piece of news, if, uh, if you do okay. mind, let me squeeze in here. Please about say. something we announced, not announced, something we talked about a couple of weeks back, which is actually happening, is the pension fund, where they've started to diversify from fossil fuels.
0: Remember what we discussed there? Oh, yes, they're only going to invest in the, the renewable future.
1: Yes, so it's the UK's biggest pension fund, billions of pounds, and uh, yeah, it's starting to go ahead Uh, as of today. It's been announced that they're starting to do it. They are starting to drop shares in uh, fossil fuel companies. The biggest one probably is BHP, uh, which is a big mining company out of iron ore, and they're going to get rid of all their shares in BHP by the 3rd of August, which is Monday. So that's really, really quick turnaround. So yeah, great news, that's
0: actually happening. Well, so, good.
1: Thanks for the segue.
0: You're very welcome. Um, right, so next one is uh, more future hope news, unfortunately. John Lewis and Waitrose are increasing their commitments, otherwise known as words. Uh, towards a fleet of electric trucks. And if you're wondering why I continue to sound sceptical of anything happening anytime soon, the article starts with an artist's impression of the trucks. Oh. Perhaps more likely is that John Lewis also have plans to move forward with a biomethane conversion of their 600-strong diesel fleet. And they are building a refueling station at their HQ in Bracknell. So it looks like that's a more of a serious thing at this point in time, but either either way, at least getting these diesel trucks off the road wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, and then to put both BMW, John Lewis and Waitrose into some sort of perspective delivery service DPD who deliver most of our Amazon and boxes. Um, haven't just hit their target of converting 500 of their vans to electric which is 10 percent of their fleet they're actually already over 700 and they are five months early nice feedback from their depots have been very good so they've just gone ahead faster than the originally planned so there you go uh, i mean there you go wait ha- john lewis jump into evs the water is good Yes, hand for DPD. Yes, so well done then. And then I've only got the the headline of it, but uh, I've got an article which I'll, um, maybe I'll read through if you want me to, is overhead electric cables for trucks and lorries. So do you remember we talked a while back about the, how the um, train, fast train network was gonna work where they had overhead cables. Well they yeah. think it's doing it for trucks and lorries too.
1: Well, on like the motorway. Yeah. does not sound sensible.
0: No, doesn't sound sensible. Um it looks like it's a sort of an opposition to hydrogen. Um because then it sort of claims that it will pay for itself in 15 years, but you know, that's going to go over budget. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's an odd thing. to Try and do to be honest. They claim that that means that they can put in basically a battery, no bigger than a Tesla in a normal truck because it can only, it's basically has to drive itself to the motorway and then the motorway will take card, take care of the charging thereafter. So, is, is that going to be the entire length of the motorway is going to be, I think it will probably be sections. If yeah. Um, sections of the road, um, where you can't, you know, overtake and stuff. Okay. Um, just... uh, yeah, we, we discussed last time. And I think the, the main point of
1: the rail network, um, the negatives are obviously it's gone way over budget. Um, they were trying to electrify the rail between london and swansea they stopped at bristol because they're already twice over the budget and they can't they haven't even got to, to wales yet um but the fact there's costing them a million pounds per pylon because they have to alter all the bridges they come across
0: um on motorways there's more bridges it's oh, be and also, <laughs> you have to deal with the dynamic of the fact that the truck doesn't go on a track yeah so you can't you know it's not it has to be a bit more flexible than it's like a bumper car thing just kind of a little thing sticking up just rubbing in some net yeah it's, oh. I mean, it's that's that sounds horrendous it's a horrifically terrible awful idea i think um that kind of sounds
1: like oh yeah bad technology yeah we can't figure that out let's put an entire electric net above
0: all the trucks of course you do i mean i mean i used to think hydrogen was a bad idea Pfft. That's uh, worse. doesn't work for trains. There is, however, an answer to this problem, which is way better than trying to turn trucks into dodgems. But we'll discuss that a bit later on. Back to right. Do you have any more yeah. news for us?
1: Um, yeah, I have a couple of pieces. Um, one news, which I was going to segue off you. But well, you seem to have dropped that piece of news. was? Oh, I can put right now, if you want. <laughs> the, the, the new scientist one.
0: <laughs> You're right. I, I have missed one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'll do it now if you like. Tell you what. And then you, that way you get your segue back. Um yes. So, basically, we talked about plastic. Plus, what I keep doing that. Plastic. Um, was it last week? Beautiful? Whatever. Also, um, plastic. What's sorry? I'm sure we always talk of plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, we did precious plastic. I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, Two weeks, yeah. Um, uh, So in a report published this week in the Science Journal, uh, plastic pollution is expected to weigh 1.3 billion tonnes by Mm. 2040. 1.3 billion tonnes. The problem is that no one can actually conceive mentally what that looks like. So, um, basically if you lay it out flat, you could cover the entire UK, the whole of Ireland, and still have some change. So, you could probably then build a bridge to go between the two. So, there you go. That's how much plastic that is. And that's how much we're planning to have. Planning to have. That's what we're, yeah, <laughs> hoping we'll achieve uh, in 20 years from now. I would smash that target.
1: Um, anyway, segue, go. Yes, perfect segue because there's a second part of that study. Um, a, we're going to have so much plastic by 2040, but also the study in how we can handle that, how we can feasibly tackle so much plastic. And the study results that even if we took every single feasible action today, we will only achieve and be able to get rid of. 78% of it by 2040. Even if we did everything today, we cannot get rid of it all. There'll still be roughly 710 million tons left, right. even if we did everything. Everything.
0: So we're kind of past that point a little bit. Uh, we are. Is that all in the sea then? Is it? Is that the stuff that we can't get back because it's in the sea and we know where it's gone?
1: Um, well, we can get it back eventually, I suppose, but yeah, basically, basically this is all new plastic. Not plastic already exists, but as of the billions you're talking about, that would be produced between now and the 2040. Uh, with every feasible effort, we can only get rid of 70% of it, which is still better than nothing, obviously, but that does involve a hell of a lot of investment, time, energy, um, Basically, recycling by itself will never work. I think recycling uh only estimated to roughly be five to ten percent of that amount. Right. Uh everything else would be um plastic eating bacteria, um, removing plastic, uh the guys at loop getting rid of um creating it in the first place and reusing. So there's lots and lots of things. Um Even the UK proposed plastic tax coming in in 2022 um, will only do about two or 3%, it reckons. Uh, It will raise roughly 10 billion in tax money, which can be spent on fighting plastic more. But again, that's not gonna be enough. So we do live in dire times. And to make it even worse, another piece of news related to that is the pandemic which we're currently in or coming to the end of. Oh, are we? Yeah, there's this thing happening. I haven't been watched the like, news. Like the entire world, apparently, yeah. No. Uh, so there's good, good part, which means we kind of have a point to restructure the world in which we want to live because we can be freed up a little bit. But the second part is we are already seeing plastic masks in the ocean. And that's only going to get worse. PPE yeah unfortunately it's so all the cheap plastic stuff and we're gonna see a hell of a lot of it saves human lives kills fishes mm-hmm. yes so
0: fishes your Fish.
1: how many billion tons did you say originally 1.3 1. 1.3 1. 3 might be more like 1.5 once you factor all the ppe that's going to end up in the west
0: okay so now we can do what northern france as well yeah
1: Brilliant. maybe just just lay all the ppe down and we can just walk to france um yeah so that's a bit of a bad news um not sure how we can handle that but we do have know, uh, 20 years to figure it out perhaps hopefully we can start making it more feasible today and start doing these things and even though it's too late perhaps to catch all 100 percent we can still get the majority of it and the other piece of news which is good news Oh, good. Uh, based on my local borough of Bridgend, um, they've recently been awarded something pretty cool, uh, the Annual Sustainability Summit. Oh, I mean, that sounds a lot cooler, me too, but,
0: but uh... Sorry, what? They've been awarded the yes. Sustainability Summit?
1: Uh It's going to be an Annual Sustainability Summit held in Bridgend. Oh, they've won the uh, right to, to, to host it. Yes, Right. every year. From now on, uh, there's only three places in the UK who have been awarded this. It is <laughs> Gend, um, Bury in Manchester, and Newcastle. So these three places will each hold an, an annual sustainability summit. Um, they will all have the ability to create a job role who is responsible for the climate emergency. Who will work at the councils?
0: Do they realize? They
1: got, do they
0: realize that's an acronym for ass?
1: I didn't see that, but maybe they haven't either.
0: It's <laughs> marketing, but okay. Sorry, do Karen. Good point.
1: Yeah. So the ass will <laughs> the ass the, the ass. <laughs> ass the the yearly ass will um, start uh next year hopefully uh first of all project have to find someone to run it so uh that sounds like a good job yeah i uh, don't know when the job's posted maybe maybe never, never know i'm not with um he meets a bugger i mean come a live in Bridgend. i mean there's always burry burry's probably your second closest living free
0: yeah okay
1: hmm. think- um <laughs> Uh, So, it's it's part of the climate emergency response, Uh, the Welsh Government classified the climate emergency as official emergency in 2019 and Bridget has been awarded £215,000 to start the summit and find someone to run it. So I imagine half of that would probably be that person's wage, (coughs) since I, I assume that's a hefty undertaking. Um, because they would be entirely dedicated in the coordination of starting it, running it, and they've got to engage with the entire borough to make it successful.
0: But it's it's just an event, right? It's just like people go and talk and have things on display, that, that sort of thing. It's a it's a it's an event.
1: I think it's it's an event, but it's more of um yeah, this is
0: this is more doing. a big doing. event. It's not the Olympics, but it's a big event.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a big event. That's, that's the idea. There's not this few details right now, because Bridgend, Bury, and Newcastle are the first preliminaries. If it works, potentially all borough councils will get their own. It's more of what is Bridgend doing to be sustainable? How are we solving our problem? So at least on a per borough basis, we have answers. And the idea then would be fix it on the ground floor. You fix everything everything upwards i think mean, that's the idea at least and that's that's what the uk government seems to think okay so yeah Bridget gets first dips. well done bridget uh okay uh, that's all my news yeah so what's our topic this week
0: actually quick side note before we go topic um mm. did i tell you i went to a one of these n- plastic no waste shops no Um, so I went to a plastic no-way shop. Uh, I didn't even know there was one nearby. So if you, I'll explain what it is if you don't know what it is, but after that, see if there is one in your area, because there might be. Basically, it's a little shop, you walk in, uh, the idea is you take your own plastic bags, just like you do with Tesco's and everyone else. Um, and all the stuff they sell is in like, uh, mason jars and, other little dispensers things and basically you take your own package and your own jars and then you fill up Mm. your stuff and then you take it home but it's basically a whole store so rather than it being just the cereal section in waitrose or whatever it is uh it's got as much as they can have it's a bit limiting still there's no fruit and there's no vegetables and that sort of thing which would be make it if it had that then apparently they did try it but yoval just wasn't ready for it so um which is why i'm trying to encourage people to try it because if other areas do do it then to be able to go to a store where it's got fruit and veg and cereals and nuts and pastas and stuff like that and you generally could walk in and walk out with a meal for tonight. Interestingly you know um, have you ever made a curry properly like
1: with spices of thing.
0: yeah so in a curry house they have like a base mix and then they put it in the pan and then they go and they get each of the different spices that they need for that particular curry and then that's how they make the curry right and then they have the chicken afterwards um so these places have the, all those different spices that you need but they also for the ones that are like common like a madras or tikka masala or whatever they they pre-mixed it for you so you can literally walk in and go right well how many how many spoonfuls of madras sauce do I need for my curry tonight and then walk out with a little jar with the curry in Add cool. the other ingredients, job done.
1: Beautiful, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, so then the, there's one near you, so that's so that's there's one cool.
0: in the oval, which is where I currently live. I would say currently live, like I'm planning on moving tomorrow. <laughs>
1: which, well, surely, you're moving to Bridget now.
0: Well, indeed, you <laughs> we need to apply for the job first. Um, but yeah, so uh. Yeah, if you, if you haven't checked, haven't looked, look one up and then just pop along like, like I did and see what you can make. You might be limited at so, first. But the more people do it, the more they'll have, presumably. So
1: people like me thinking of this now, I've never heard of these things. Yeah. How fi- do you find
0: them? You're just going to have to Google it and throw it. Zero waste would be the thing I'd start with. Zero waste shop near me would be the old classic. Let Google do the rest of the work for you.
1: Okay. I mean, hypothetically, I suppose it depends on what you want. All supermarkets are zero waste. No? As in, I could walk in now with my own Tesco bag and I can put a bunch of oranges in?
0: Well, yeah, but even off time the oranges come in in nettings and stuff. Yes, certainly you can buy some things loose um, for fruit and veg. So you can do that. But hmm. it's the other stuff. The pastas always come in a plastic packaging. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. You, you know, you're going to get a plastic packaging for your nuts, you're going to get plastic packaging for most things yes
1: and, and these shops are safe during covid They're
0: all... uh, this one was very well um laid out in terms of how it's supposed to work had its little lines and stuff and you had to stand mm. at the door and wait to come in and obviously you bring your own packaging so um you don't have to worry about it them giving you anything and touching it lots of stuff so but yeah it was fine it was yeah fun. Well managed, in my particular one. Can't speak to the one in your local area, though. Can I?
1: Uh, I'm I mean, I Like in, it, a real like edge case of. I just felt a bag full of walnuts. I can't afford walnuts. I didn't realize they're so expensive. Now what happens? They're not going to put them back in the in the walnut dispenser. That kind of feels like that's going kind of yeah, to
0: that. be. Um, I don't know whether it's like a, if you touch it, you buy it. Maybe they should. Um, do most have perhaps they also have plenty of um hand. Sanitizer as well. So, okay. But uh, okay. The other thing that they were doing during the main virus thing is they they had loads of bags at the back which had people's names on it, and inside those bags were other jars and other plastic bags, and basically people were calling in with their orders, and they were filling up the shop with their order and then delivering it to them. I think. Tails.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's, that's cool. A lot of
0: good of them. I don't know. I don't think they're still doing it now, but. Mm. Yeah, and if one, of these com- if one of these shops gets enough traction, maybe, you know, that sort of thing you can have and deliver it to your door mm. without any packaging. That'd be nice. Uh, right, on to the main topic of the day. As soon as I came across that article about overhead electric cables, and it made me angry, um, I decided to look into the ultimate Easiest way that one would expect to charge your electric vehicle should you have one? And that is of course to do nothing at all Um, To be able to park your car In your driveway and then do nothing else Just get out of the car or to as you're driving down a road for the battery, just to charge miraculously out of thin air, and this would be done through wireless charging. So, ah, wireless charging. How does it work? Let me explain. Um, right. So, have you ever you've ever seen a bar magnet?
1: A bar magnet, as in the little, yeah. a of yeah, bar, yeah. A little
0: north, one side south of the air. yeah, bar yeah. magnet. Um, a bar magnet produces a magnetical, magnetical, a magnetic field around it. Uh, and Mr. Michael Faraday, you may have heard of him, uh, originally discovered that if you move that magnet towards uh, a coil, the change in the magnetic field around it will momentarily produce a current in the second coil. With me so far. Yes. So... Now, if you swap that bar magnet for another coil and you run electric current through it, you've created an electromagnet, which like a bar magnet also has a magnetic field. So what you now have is two coils with an ability to transfer electric current from one to the other via a magnetic field. Still with me? Yeah. So there are two types of wireless charging. First one is inductive. Uh, Inductive is the one that most people know about because it's the one that you would be familiar with for your mobile phone if you have a phone that can charge by being placed on a charging pad. Um, In this form, your phone needs to be very close to the charger, um, also known as tightly coupled, for the electromagnetic flux between the coil and the charger uh, to be efficient enough to transfer the energy. The other type of wireless charging is called resonant charging, uh, which goes a step further and it considers the, and this is a bit complicated as we're going to do but the resonant frequency um, of the two coils. And by aligning them, you can create, uh, what's basically an energy tunnel of a magnetic field creates an energy tunnel, which allows that transfer to happen. It's not as efficient as inductive, but, Um, it does allow you to, instead of putting the cores directly on top of each other, you can have them further away and the the sort of tunnel effect means that that distance doesn't massively reduce the efficiency. It's not as good as inductive, but it's, it doesn't lose it because of distance. It's more to do with the uh, frequency. Still with me? Yeah. That that was the hardest bit. Okay. So that's the two different types. You've got induction and resonance. Yeah. so for fixed situations where you can control the distance and the angle and the motion such as charging your phone inductive charging makes more sense um but for situations where alignment is difficult uh, it can't be precise maybe you want to do it i don't know the move maybe um such as charging your ev then resonant charging has its advantages there so mm. let's quickly discuss a world where your car can charge itself. I mean, how would you do it? So let's take Tesla they've littered the whole country with superchargers. But the problem with superchargers um, is that also they're quite costly to set up and it allows people to, in that general area within 50 miles or so, to think actually, okay, that there is now a Tesla supercharger not that far from me. So that if I do go on a long distance trip, I've got a way of supercharging. But then there's like a point when now there are too many people that have decided that they can buy cars because of superchargers. And now you can't get to the, you can't you have to queue the supercharger. Mm. And they're always stuck between that balance of there isn't enough chargers here to now, to, to, to even start you can't even buy one and then, then there is superchargers, now there's too many and now we're to queue. So then you have to make more of them more of them. So it's a bit of a weird narrow window of everyone being happy. So for me, the future has to be some form of wireless charging. Because then if I can have, if I put it down the middle of the motorway, for example, then you could, If that's your main thing to work and you drive off your little s- side streets from your house, you get on the mo- motorway, your car charges up for the 80% of your journey to the work, you get off the other end, you never worry about your car charging ever. Unless you go off-road for like 200 miles, which is unlikely.
1: Hmm. No, that makes sense. So you'd have induction in parking spaces and in- residents on motorways. Okay. What's that? A resonance on motorways.
0: Yeah, and you could have it, you know, they're installing them into lampposts and things where you could, I mean, you know, it's, it's expensive to dig up the road and put a wireless pad in there in its place, but you could do that if you wanted to, so that you could have special parking spaces that can charge automatically, um, except, or, except, or you can just put it in a special um, multi story car park or whatever. But there's a lot more options then.
1: Yeah. What's what's the safety on these things? Are they
0: safe? Um, no, you get fried. Yeah.
1: It's like a, like a a railway line where they have low level electricity. I like, I don't know how how do these things work.
0: Supposedly they are. Um, there was, um, there's a guy, uh, if I can find his name, Um, YouTube, youtuber, oh, yeah, that's it. Um, a guy called Matt Ferrell, uh, his channel's called Undecided. Um, and he did one with uh, a company which I'll mention in a bit. Um, where they basically he put it so that it went through him, basically. So he wasn't mm. worried, which doesn't mean it's not safe, he could be stupid, but um. It would seem that no it's not actually it depends on that i think it depends on the frequency that it runs there's a possible connection as to whether or not it interferes with radio signals and things like that but um yeah
1: i was going to say the same so based on the frequency because that's how like x-rays um and transformers pylons they have a certain frequency already and they do produce electromagnetic waves yes uh well it's the same type i imagine it's similar at least they, they are not harmful but they can be harmful in high doses for example yeah. if you are susceptible and you live very close to a pylon like very close yes. uh, you might get you might get headaches yeah so if you live near a motorway or if you're a truck driver who is driving down this way all the time you, you may get affected by them because it affects well, I mean, dif- differently
0: so um they normally have a limit. Is it, um, even, the, even the resonance ones have a have a maximum distance, at which point it becomes silly. Um so presumably they can work out the the right level of frequency such that it's strong enough between the road and the bottom of the car, but weak enough to not then go further into the car. It's probably just get a balance getting that right. Just sitting in the cab.
1: Okay. So we're thinking said dodgems we're now thinking skeletrics.
0: Yeah. Except without the groove in the road. Yeah, because nice. we don't need that, because it's wireless. You could put it under you could put it under the road if you wanted to, but then obviously then you've got the issue of digging it up and stuff, but yes. Or as you said, don't put it in the road. I mean you could put it at, you could just put it at the red lights, couldn't you? If you have if you if you're unfortunate enough to be the one that gets stuck by the red light, don't worry, at least you've got a bit of juice while you wait. So Yeah. Maybe for That's... the first car though.
1: I mean, I think motorways make sense because if you're driving efficiently, you are using less power effectively on a motorway. Um, Yeah, so mm, let's have a green lane, which has been announced before as a potential advantage of being an electric car user that you would get your own lane on a motorway. So if that lane was also charging your car, win-win.
0: You you could even um, have it so that the uh, the charging lane was a slightly lower speed to encourage more people to drive safely. You can either drive dangerously and get no charge, or drive safely, and get.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like the idea of uh, the, the the autonomous Tesla cars pulling into the the electric to charge for ten miles and pulling back out again.
0: Well, so that's the other thing that that is. If you think about the autonomous uh, angle, then. An autonomous car can't go off to a station and plug itself in, can it? It needs to just go somewhere that it can, it knows is going to get charged. So putting bays on the road makes perfect sense. If you've got an autonomous vehicle that needs to go charge itself. I mean, I don't think there's a, a, a thing that Tesla made, I think a long time ago, which is basically like this little weird snake that sort of came out and just plugged itself in, which is wonderful <laughs> and amazing, but no, no. Also, there's a feature in, um, so Tesla, uh, a Tesla Model S can already have uh, this added. So it's not, it's not a factory thing, it's some other company that have come up with something to add on to the car. But a Tesla, can you can summon it from your garage to come to the side of your house before you get into it, yeah? And, and, and you can also do the reverse. You can send it to go, go park. So if you go here to go park in your garage, would be rather handy to not have to then follow it to the garage so you can plug it in yes it kind of defeats the point of sending it off to park you then go oh yeah but i need to plug no no i'll come with you um so this would en- enable that technology to happen so it's the missing link really the missing piece from tesla at the moment
1: i mean yeah. even like uh like rumba's for example they can take themselves off to charge and they get the little plates at the bottom and they have two contacts to touch. And then they're, yeah. they're low-level charge, so you can't get electrocuted. Um, but even, even that idea, just have two metal plates in your garage would be a first
0: attempt at this. But yeah, while so the first green. Has already been done, but we need a we need a slightly wider um system. Anyway, so um I did a bit more research. Um there are a few companies that are working on this and similar technology um, and the, there was quite a few startups or there were startups not so much anymore but um, so the first one is ossia who used targeted uh radio frequency waves to wirelessly charge up to thirty feet that's pretty cool thirty feet's quite far it's got no cables doesn't even have a pad right uh,
1: thirty is a very long way, yeah
0: yeah. Um, so, but today they've announced today, actual news today, they've announced a partnership with a Toyota group company subsidiary, which is Toyota, some other word, which isn't English, um, which is loosely announced to, uh, involve wireless power for automotive smart cities and consumer applications. That's from essentially Toyota. So I don't, mm. presumably. One of the things they're looking at is either charging the car which is what it suggested um, or it's for charging things within the car but yeah, that's all we know um, another company called momentum dynamics last month announced to be supplying a 300 kilowatt wireless charging system for 10 battery electric buses in the US and then also earlier this month a partnership with Jaguar Land Rover and a Nordic taxi company to provide high powered wireless charging for their taxi network. So that's what they're doing. Then there was another company, which is kind of a, almost the most interesting one, because it was a company called pie charging. Uh, who won $12 million of funding in 2017 rebranded as spansive. And then they disappeared. Can't find any other news about them since then. quiet Their technology is, uh, all we know about it is that it can charge multiple devices at a time. That's pretty cool. Um, So it seems to be using the resonance one, not the induction one.
1: Maybe they've been bought up by someone.
0: Don't know, don't know. Um, So there's that one. And then there's, um, so the, uh, if I mentioned Matt Farrell earlier on in his YouTube channel, Undecided. Mm. He interviewed y Tricity, and they seem to be doing probably the most. Well, seems to be the most having the most um, media attention, at least in the last year. Um, uh, they are basically. Uh, so that video includes a demo of their holo technology works, um, and he's basically got he's got like a, a pad, and then he's got a light, and then it doesn't matter where he puts the light, it's it's still on the no what angle orientation or anything like that. Uh, and he can also put it through his body, as I already mentioned. Um, but in an article published last month by Businesswire, they reported that y is working closely with China automakers, with their technology being the foundation of a Chinese national standard. Cool. Well,
1: oh, maybe not necessarily cool for us, given our recent China developments.
0: No, no, but obviously, you know, testers also in China. So maybe they'll benefit from it in that way. Um, uh, I also found a thing uh, early this year, RAC discussed how wireless charging can be, it's going to be being tested in the UK by the spring. Obviously then coronavirus happened um, and then everything else went quite after that. But supposedly there are actual, Uh, wireless charging pads being tested in London and in Scotland right now possibly with some taxi taxi companies uh, but I can't find any more information about it. So um, there's been a lot of speculation as to what Mr. Elon Musk might be announcing uh, at battery day but So, you know, it's it's speculative, but we already know about the million mile battery. We already know that they've come up with a way of making the battery last longer. We know that there's a need for um, batteries normally have an issue with being charged and discharged over and over again, Mm. they don't like it. Um, But because um, we are wanting to use EVs for battery storage as a sort of like a national grid surplus supply, so that we can draw energy from the cars and then sell it back as and when we need it. That's gonna require that sort of give and take regularly from the car. Charging wirelessly down a road or just at certain places where you put your car is also going to have that similar sort of demand to pull and then give back, Also um, sorry, no, pull but then stop pulling. Um, so I think the battery technology they're working on is already going to be capable of taking those that extra pressure. Um, and it is the only thing missing from the Tesla ecosystem. They've got the they've got the solar cells on the roof. They've got the battery storage. Um, that you can put in your house. They've got the car itself. The only thing that's missing is the ability to charge that car without plugging in. So maybe,
1: just maybe. uh, That's pretty good speculation.
0: What might happen, what might be the surprise, because no one's talking about that, which probably means it's not happening, but maybe it is. I mean that would be killer. Uh, back. Take this on another. So I've got. I don't know if I mentioned this. That uh, every episode probably have. I have um, an Nissan Leaf. It can only do about ninety-ish miles, which is rubbish. But for the reasons I won't run into, I decided to jump in early. Um, theoretically, as ca- as the technology improves uh, and every car is capable of doing minimum of two hundred miles, if not three hundred miles my car seems less and less a good idea. So if anyone looking to transfer, I was gonna look at my car and go, well, why on earth would I get that one? Um, if there was an infrastructure of charging, so such that I can just drive down a road and then I get it all back again, that makes the range element of my car much less of an issue. Right. Potentially the introduction of that would Help the value of my car not plummet off a cliff because you won't you won't really care. You just need enough to get between one charging location and another, which is currently the situation now, but you have to stop now if you can keep moving and still charge, then massive game changer. Yeah. My Nissan Leaf isn't so crap anymore.
1: I uh, that would be That would be amazing. And it kind of goes back to what we were discussing before of what happens when we're all electric cars, how does road tax work? Right now it's based on um, um, emissions. So that's Mm not going to be an issue, but yeah, like like Tesla, um, who has the ability to charge per use of charging. Uh, Could you basically be spending cash while driving down a motorway charging your car? And is that the new road tax potentially I mean, that could be pretty cool. The more you use the roads. They'll be clear as day. Could you be charging a car and paying back?
0: Yeah, maybe uh, certainly the big roads. Anyway, there's no point. There's no point in them putting it on the B three, two, eight, six.
1: Yeah. They're, they're different anyway. I think the smaller roads are the responsibility of the borough that you're in yeah, exactly. is the motorways are responsible of the, the transport
0: yeah I mean that for me I like that that's good that's good you'll be doing micropayments it will be the equivalent it solves that problem too so if Tesla aren't going to announce their battery day then it's coming he did a he did an interview with um do you know Stephen Colbert yeah um before he did his the uh, late show he did the Colbert report Hmm. um and I think it was like I think it ended a couple of years ago now. Um Elon Musk went on that and Stephen Colbert said to him, Well, Elon Musk asked him what he would like. Because he's talking about how he's doing, you know, he's doing you're doing rockets, you're doing these new cars, you're doing all this stuff. Uh, what mm-hmm. are you gonna do next? And he turned around and said, Well, what do you wish that we could have? Um and he said he didn't like the keyboard and mouse wants to get rid of that. Um, he wants to have a, a relationship with his computer. Some people mm-hmm. were, um, And uh, the other thing he said is he, he didn't, he wanted, didn't want any more cables anymore. Um, to which Elon sort of joked about a little bit and then said, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Um, so maybe he did. He is prone to saying he'll do things. And then he does them. I mean, this one was live on a talk show, so maybe, maybe not.
1: Uh, I mean, it makes sense in the grand picture of things. You want to get to Mars, you'll be a hell of a lot easier if you're not carrying tons of cable.
0: There you go. Yeah,
1: good shouts. I don't know whether well,
0: well, we could do. You know, the, it might it might increase our viewing count if we have heard of it here first. So if I'm right, I'm so not shutting up about this.
1: Yeah. If, if you heard you first and you believe, <laughs> yeah, get, get in Tesla now. When, when, uh, when's Baptist day? Uh, September. Ah, a bit, bit of a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to show that he wanted, He was particularly waiting for people to be able to go there physically. So whenever he wants to show people, he wants to show them there so he can see it. I don't know, maybe it's less impressive to show driving over a pad, unless you're there. Sounds like a good idea. So in September,
1: we're hoping for A, the fact that they've developed some sort of resonance um, charging ability that can fit into roads, and B, they come to the UK first, and
0: they're gonna convert all our roads. Yeah, that'd be nice, yeah. I, why, is a, it's, it's
1: not a gigafactory, it's converting our roads.
0: A little wishful thinking, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, why, would, why would they start with our roads when, they could, when they've got the whole of America to do first? Oh, uh, they've they got loads of roads, we're smaller. Yeah, but they have, a, they have way more EVs than we do. They do. So.
1: If, we had, if we had electric roads, uh, that number would change quickly. Well, yeah. Especially if it was a green lane that like petrol cars and diesel cars are not allowed in.
0: Yeah. And I could sell my Nissan Leaf to my mum because then it would be okay. She could use it. Yeah. All she needs yeah. uh, is an electric charging bay thing um, uh, at her local balls club and we should be good. Uh,
1: how would you explain to your mother? So don't forget, just at least, you know, once a week, just jump onto the M4 or the M5, just for an hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's... Oh, why, is, why is that? Oh, no. i just going to charge the car no, for you. No,
0: it's going to have to be... Okay, Mum, need, you need to park in one of the pink bays at Tesco, okay? Yeah the, yeah, the pink ones are the ones that charge your car, all right? What what do I do if it's full? I don't know, Mum, come back later. <laughs> So yeah, we just need the technology yeah. in place so that then people can have them fitted to their driveways and garages and things.
1: Yeah. So I, I've seen that IKEA, I've started doing the induction technology in lamps and stuff. I haven't, I haven't seen too much resonance stuff. Is it because um, it's more difficult, I assume?
0: yeah it's not it's not as efficient so i think it's something like it's 60 percent or something efficient for induction and more like 30 40 for resonance um obviously people are working on that but that's the i think that's the basic version of it is has that sort of thing but the difference between induction is that if you move it slightly farther away your 60 goes to like very little very quickly whereas with resonance your 40 goes to 30 if you move it far, far away uh, actually, just thinking about it, I mean, it
1: completely makes sense if uh, Elon Musk and Tesla were to announce wireless electricity because
0: that's exactly what Nikola Tesla was famed for. Uh, the the uh, the unit of try uh, to get right. The unit of magnetic strength, the magnetic field strength, I think, is what is called a tesla, named after him. Because he figured out. And needs to happen. I mean it's it's literally Nikola Tesla's technology reborn in a in a slightly different package, but ultimately still the same thing. Yes. And he started with the cars first because starting with the roads would have would have been
1: bankruptcy. Perfect plan, makes sense.
0: Again, he doesn't need to he all he needs to do is come up with the, the technology in the car and then help work out the standards for mm. other companies to then build it into the roads so that all the other EV manufacturers can do the same thing. Cause that would be key, unfortunately. Cause if you have a different standard, yeah.
1: Yeah. And now even at the beginning of this, we were discussing the, uh, the mesh cable for trucks. Yes. And that, that idea sounds even more silly now. Oh, I know exactly why would you do that? that that can never happen if anyone sees that happening that needs to be shut down immediately anyone mentions that
0: the correct way let's make it more expensive by knocking it down yourself um, oh i yeah. know
1: um it, someone said it before with the 5g things and people actually did it
0: so right, maybe, exactly. maybe don't suggest that i was trying to say not to do it but yes okay by telling not to do it, i also suggested it my bad um yeah, it makes much more sense. Uh, but then again, let's go, then go back to the train idea. Um, we talked about whether or not, um, we could do something similar for that. So you put resonance underneath the train in the platform where you know where it is, mm. it charges up on the platform. You have some sort of powered rail so that it can launch itself from the station. And then you just need to put in some induction charges every, by induction, so resonance charges every mile or something. Just another little boost. Yeah, that's all you need. Don't I need
1: mean, for a tra- at all. For a train, though, a train could use induction because it's on rails, which could pass the induction charge, uh, yeah. same as, as an induction hop.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying, you, I'm saying you wouldn't need to necessarily do it down the whole track because you hmm. could have it on un- they're stationary at the, at the platform. And also if you can, if you power that rail and they're able to use that power on the rail to launch as with trains, the vast majority of their energy is, is used starting because of how trains work, um, such that they probably wouldn't need a resonance charger more than, you know, you wouldn't need to have it for a whole track once at every a section, every mile or whatever would probably be enough to get them to the next platform.
1: Yes. I I feel very optimistic that this is the future of Britain now. I I, feel very... If if, if in ten years time this is not the case, I'm going to feel very disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I'm only thinking like Iceland. Um, So we went to Iceland a couple of years back, and none of the roads had ice on the roads because they heat up all their roads from underneath. Right. They built their roads with that in mind. Yes. So obviously our road system is entirely old. We can't do that, but we should be building and redeveloping the roads all the time, even if just the
0: motorways got this. I feel like we can do that. Um, that'd be great. What we not do is spend potentially billions on building overthinking networks for mm. trains and lorries. When all we actually need to do is give a bit of money to some like three of those companies that I mentioned and buy some of their technology. Yeah. And then we can I keep mean, it exactly as it is. We just need to add something into the train and something into the truck and something into the car which says, feed me energy and I will charge the battery. Technology yes. which already exists. We just need to make it better. Yes.
1: Um, the whole train thing. I mean, yeah, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's it's overdid, um, overpriced, and it's only halfway complete. They've they've stopped at the border between England and Wales. It's not going to proceed. It sounds like an absolute waste of money.
0: Yeah,
1: I suppose maybe maybe residents charging will be the same. Maybe we'll start converting roads, and all of a sudden we invent this new standard. It's like, dude, why don't you just like shoot lightning from space oh oh yeah of course
0: well i mean yeah maybe but more likely is like with battery technology we'll just make the batteries better and we'll make the charging method better and okay so you might have to change if you've got your battery if you make it modular you've got your battery technology and you've got your charging capability then okay fine if they if they find a way of making the charger to the uh, rail or the thing underneath the rail um, the resonance charging way better and they find them do that then they could just swap out those two things place them with new ones charge the same battery as they had before or they find a better battery technology, they just swap out the battery and charge it the same way that they have before so as long as you make it modular and you think about what the hell you're doing then you know it's possible to upgrade these things in time sure if you come up with a wholly different method which draws lightning from space then yeah okay fine you have to write have to rethink but I mean that
1: would be cool. Uh, Musk must be thinking about that. He's but not be the answer, can it? No, no, no. That's like the furthest way possible. Yeah, now I'm thinking about a red button at Tesla where you can just call a lightning strike in, like like pre- premium charging, just like from a from whatever your closest Starlink satellite is. Right. <laughs> you fully charged. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Amazing. Maybe my cost like I don't know, hundred quid every time we do it. I think maybe I should maybe I should tweet Elon. D- yeah, have you have you ever considered lighting from space? Which I'm sure he has.
0: No, weirdly not about that. <laughs> no, I was thinking more about the um, finding some link to. Indu- he did actually, um, which if anything proves that possibly is evidence that he's not looking at something. But he recently tweeted about, um, Neuralink. No Neuralink? Yeah. One, yeah. Um, for those who don't know, it's basically connecting your brain directly, um, to some sort of device. Um, he posted a, t- a tweet advertising for people with various skills of which one of them was induction charging. Presumably if he had already built a amazing induction ch- or Residence charging capability within Tesla, he probably would have just lent them one of his. Okay. Throw you off the scent. But it certainly means that um, they're considering induction for that. So it's must be on his mind.
1: Well, you're gonna have to really. Can't imagine a of wires, can't your head with a nine-bar on the side.
0: <laughs> but yeah, he actually wrote the words induction charging in the last month on Twitter. Hmm. Oh, I do love to speculate. It's good fun. Everyone else does uh, like at I me. Mean. Yeah,
1: it's safe, it's safe to speculate. I think it's a really good speculation and I
0: hope it's true. Mm. And if, you, if your phone, if you have a phone, it can't charge. It has to be plugged in, like mine does. Yours has wireless, isn't it? the same phone as you oh you do don't you i thought you upgraded but,
1: but we can buy induction mats that plug into the usb uh as part of the case and do it
0: so we both it's have just... a, the original google pixel don't we yes um i think it was pixel 3 that added it in but yeah if you didn't realize that phones could do that they can the newer ones you could just place them on a pad and then they charge all by themselves which, if you've got a dodgy connection like I do, it's <laughs> probably very helpful.
1: I've always been thinking with them because they seem a lot slower. And uh, like I like I mentioned, IKEA start doing them in lamps, and you can buy the little induction pads to put in any of their furniture, like sofas and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it seems like a cool thing, but it kind of feels like they need to be better first.
0: Um, Yeah, but then I guess the idea is that it's. Um. Right. Well, yes, I can charge my phone next to me, but I have to remember to to do that. And then, if I want to use the phone, sometimes the cable falls out when I do something, and then whatever. But if it's just there's a place on your desk, there's a place by your bed, then okay, yeah, you're not. It's not getting as much power in the amount of time frame, but it's just it's getting constantly. So doesn't same theory as I'm I'm trying to propose for cars that. You just don't yes. really think about it. It's only if you go a long way off the beaten track that you would ever consider whether, actually, do I have enough charge to do this?
1: Yeah, I think the, the resonance way makes sense as well. But, you know, everyone's house these days is masked with Wi-Fi signals from a router. If that could deliver internet and charge devices, that would be magic.
0: Well, that's that company that does it from 30 feet. That's yeah. That's what it is.
1: And can yeah. they go through solid services like Wi-Fi. I don't know. I mean, if you could mask your house um, in in the same way like Wi-Fi mesh works, um, it's higher higher frequency, I believe, but smaller radius, so you get you get a lot more bang for buck. Um, that charging devices too would be absolutely amazing. Uh,
0: well, the device is. I was talking about. It's come from a company called. Ossia, um, so that's what you would need to look up. Yeah, Ossia. Ossia's wireless power technology.
1: Cool. links in the description.
0: Is now. So that's that. That is my. That's my topic for the day. is wireless charging, and hopefully you've learnt how that works and how that's quite possibly the future of uh, EV charging and the saviour So bringing people to EVs. I very much hope it is. With that, thanks very much for watching. Think, educate, act, and I'll see you next time. Bye bye.